another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. We're taking a little dive into the light-filled world of Pandora as it's time to make Mike watch Avatar in 3D and to talk about all things Navi. It's David Boer and Lambie. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um. So this was a first. First off, uh, we are not recording in the usual studio, aka my um, apartment. I'm at, on location at David's amazing apartment um, because he said, "Why watch Avatar like a normal citizen when you can watch it?" on a hundred inch screen with 3D glasses and I said okay um, well first off thank you for that of course um, this was a fun adventure because I think honestly if I watched this normally I don't know if I would love it as much as I did no probably not <laughs> now you've both seen Avatar before correct how many times I saw it when it came out in theaters yeah normal or in like IMAX? a special theater okay okay IMAX I would say like eight or nine times, ten times. Okay, yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting movie, and we'll we'll discuss um, comparisons to the plot and the characters and stuff like that. Um, but I want to give the listeners some cold hard facts. For those who don't know, Avatar stars Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sigourney Weaver. It's directed by James Cameron, music by James Horner. It was originally released on December 18th, 2009. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 82% on 316 reviews, 7.43 out of 10. I think that's fair. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how many of those reviewers saw it in 3D, because <laughs> maybe they give it a little higher score. Um one thing that I like to do is I like to give you the chance to decide whether the uh, synopsis on um, Wikipedia or my belief of what the movie was about was more accurate. Okay. Um, sometimes we've gotten some really wacky, wacky plots. Um, like, basically, um, iTunes gives away all of Harry Potter within their plot. Um, oh, that's yeah, it's fun. According to Wikipedia, on the lush alien world of Pandora live the Navi... Beings who appear primitive but are highly evolved. Because the planet's environment is poisonous, human Navi hybrids called avatars must link to human minds to allow for free movement on Pandora. Jake Sully, a paralyzed former marine, becomes mobile again, though one such avatar uh, through one such avatar and falls in love with a Navi woman. As a bond with her grows, he is drawn into the battle for the survival of her world. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, what I thought it was about. I said Blue Pocahontas. <laughs> and I'm not that wrong. I think they got a little better than I did, but... Now, when you first watched it, did you have that same inclination about the Pocahontas comparisons? Yeah, the plot's not original. I mean, it's the same kind of vehicle that's been used for right. countless movies. <laughs> yeah. But the, how they reinvented the wheel was in their... 
visual effects and stuff like that. They set a new bar. Like when Jurassic Park came around and said, like, this is the new standard for like CGI and what Absolutely. we're able to do. This is like level up your pussies, step up your pussies. This is the next evolution in yeah, the CGI. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Avatar won the Academy Award for Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects, and it shows. Oh, yeah. Um, they were also nominated for a total of nine Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director, winning neither of them. Um, <laughs> there are two sequels uh, scheduled. What? At least two. I don't even remember. I was going to look and I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> uh, there are actually four sequels scheduled. Um, I know because of COVID, things have been pushed around. Um, and I believe one of you said that the second and third have already been filmed. Um, right now, the release schedule is December 18th, 2022, December 20th, 2024, December 18th, 2026, and December 22nd, 2028. I can't even think beyond 2021. I agree. See, that's why I like like the Lord of the Ring movies. They filmed them all at once and then released every year. Right. Yeah. As opposed to this, where like they decided five years later they wanted to do it, then they were in production for another ten years. So it's gonna be like fifteen years since the original came. Yeah, out. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty twenty eight is what the last one is scheduled for, and that's like nineteen years. Yeah. Jesus. But I know this is all delayed way before COVID. Right. Like, Avatar two was supposed to come out in twenty fourteen. Right. Right. Which right. Sounds like thirty years ago. Um, so apparently there was a Cirque du Soleil show called Toric, The First Flight, which debuted in 2015 and depicts the world before the events in the film. Have either of you heard of that before? I watched it on Broadway HD. Really? Okay, yeah. tell us a little about it. <laughs> it's kind of, it, it's reminiscent of like a Julie, I would picture a Julie Taymor <laughs> type interpretation on it with giant like puppets that the people manipulate and stuff okay. like that and the, the costumes. And you know, Cirque du Soleil, everything's about working in the circus acts and whatnot but sure. it just it, when I saw it I was like that looks like a Julie Taymor creation now how true did it say to what James Cameron created um well I mean like the the, the makeup and everything was authentic okay. and the puppets mm -hmm. and everything definitely had the style um but in terms of like for the Cirque show they obviously wrote their own uh, sure. brand new storyline for the what was going on so interesting yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I would be very intrigued to go watch it because, again, I think 3D helped a lot, but I think I might be an Avatar fan. Really? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Um, I like to give some draw-dropping facts, and these may be some things that you know. Um, first off, James Cameron was tough on set, allegedly kept a nail gun on set that he would use to nail cell phones um, to the wall that rang during uh, production. That's just mean. <laughs> I know, right? Sounds like an ass. I'd get insurance um, if I was working on that film. <laughs> right? Yeah. Linguist Dr. Paul R. Frommer was hired to construct the Navi language that could be easily pronounced by the actors. He created about a thousand words. Ooh. Good okay. for him. Um, James Cameron wanted to complete the film in 1999. The film was ultimately shelved for eight years as no studio would fund the film as the special effects budget was increased to $400 million. Jesus. Wow. So this is a very expensive film. Um, I, I saw every dollar when I watched that. I saw yeah, every dollar. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jake's uh, legs were prosthetics cast from the legs of a real paraplegic. Uh, Sam Worthington's real legs were tucked into the wheelchair and digitally removed. Okay, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Avatar is the first movie ever to cross the two billion mark worldwide, making it the highest grossing film in history until other movies pass it. One movie passed it. Which movie? Um, I think it was Endgame. 
Thank you. Um, James Cameron admitted in an interview he got the idea for Avatar after watching Pocahontas. <laughs> the movie is 40% live action and 60% photorealistic CGI. If you follow Jake's logs in the film, the entire plotline of Avatar unfolds over a span of only 96 days. Wow. So it's an action, action-packed. Um, to help the actors prepare for their roles, James Cameron took the cast and crew to Hawaii in order to get a better sense of what it would be like to live and move around the jungle of Pandora. One of the alleged sources of Navi blue skin color comes from Cameron's mother who had a dream about a tall blue woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to create something, ask your friends and family if they have any dreams that are weird. For those who may not know, avatars have five digits and sport eyebrows, while Navi have no eyebrows and only have four digits. And digits, for those idiots, are fingers. Yeah, I noticed that. It was really creepy. There was, like, a right? holding seat, and it was, like... Well, it's not, I can't, I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, do Nightcrawler, which is only three, but... <laughs> Most of the animal noises used in the film are actually recycled dinosaur sounds from Jurassic Park. Of course. Okay. Uh, the actors playing the Navi had cameras attached to their heads so that they filmed close-ups of their face. Dots painted on their faces allowed motion capture software to record their facial expressions, providing a framework from which the CGI artist could work from. This was the first time Sigourney Weaver had appeared in a James Cameron film since Aliens. Cameron said he didn't want to cast her at first because she was his safest choice to play the botanist. Before Sam Worthington was cast, Jake Gyllenhaal and Matt Damon were considered for the part of Jake. Sam Worthington was a no-name who had been living in his car at the time of casting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I can't see either Jake Gyllenhaal or Matt Damon in that role. No. Yeah, I would like to see them in that one. I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah, very interesting, the casting process. The final battle sequence is a direct reference to Cameron's film True Lies, as Arnold Schwarzenegger's character uses the control stick to swerve the jet he is flying. Oh, yeah, the Harrier, whatever mm -hmm. those were. I haven't seen that. Neither have I. What? <laughs> what? Is that the next one? Yes. <laughs> also, in the final battle sequence, uh, Natiri has a white handprint on her chest as part of her war paint. It has five fingers, indicating that it is Jake's hand. Oh, he touched oh. the moon. He touched it. He touched it. He got caught white-handed. <laughs> yeah. So this movie is really interesting and in, in how it evolved into what has now become a... I guess it's going to be more than just a trilogy. It's going to be multiple movies. Um, but once, I guess, officially Disney acquired Fox and they had the opportunity, um, Disney brought Avatar to Animal Kingdom through Pandora, which opened in on March 27, 2017. Features two attractions, Avatar Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey, which includes a shaman, which, did I miss the shaman in the movie, or is this shaman, like, made no. up? The, the mother. It's the mother? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there are also two food locations called Satuli Katine and Pongo Pongo. Part of why we watched Avatar is because as long as the world doesn't implode, which could happen literally any second now, um, thank you, Donald Trump, I'm going to Disney in the end of March, early April, and I was like, I can't go to Disney without watching this film and truly embracing what Pandora is. Oh, yes. I don't yeah. think the pictures do it any service. No. This looks like it's going to be the coolest thing I've ever seen. It is, and they really... Uh, I watched all the behind-the-scenes uh, of the 
Imagineers making the rides. <coughs> and I've actually been to Pandora. Right. And it's fantastic. And they, like, obviously spared no expense. Uh, everything on the riverboat tour, everything glows and is bioluminescent and the way it should be. And yeah. it's a mix of uh, lighting and stuff. And they also have sc- uh, screens and projections and all that kind of stuff. But it, it looks amazing. You feel yeah, like I it. mean, it, one of the big parts of um, the movie is... Um, you have the floating mountains and everything, and Disney was like kind of able to recreate that. Yeah. Which I think I'm very very excited. You, Brian, have not been there before. No, never. Ne- to I didn't even know it existed. Oh yeah, there there is an entire land that they that Disney tried to kind of make their equivalent of Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but didn't quite match that because the the fandom is not quite the same. Um, but yeah, it's completely immersive. Um, and it's, it, it looks incredible. I'm very excited to attend. They need to rush out those movies to, to do movies to keep it relevant, though, because, mm-hmm. like, right. everyone's looking for the new stuff. Like, they have the Avengers, Marvel stuff coming out, right. and they just need to... Well, I want to go through the movie a little bit and talk about some highs, lows, things we liked about it, and what we don't like about it. Okay. Um, I think... We're going to make this more of like a free-for-all as opposed to in previous podcasts where I go beat by beat um, because I wanted to enjoy it. If I'm doing 3D, I'm just going to like have my phone there. I'll take some notes. I think the first thing to discuss is just how incredible visually this movie was. I don't think I've ever seen something quite like it before. Yes, and you you can. It's one of those movies that you can tell it was designed. If you saw it in two D, you would know it was made three D because right. every scene there's some like palm frond waving in front of the camera right. or yeah. a, a little awa thing twitching. But I mean, I as a editor, I don't know how you edit this movie without having like panic attacks every time you look at <laughs> your computer screen, especially right. if he's nailing cell phones on set. Right? Like. Right. Like, there, there is so much detail that goes into every single moment. And yeah, as, as we said, it's only um, a 60-40 ratio of uh, CGI to live action, but that's more than most movies nowadays. I would love to see a lot of those command center scenes without any of the CGI, you know, before they add it. Exactly. every screen's like 3D and bubble-domed and colorful and everything. Without it, it's just a few people at an empty desk. Yeah. And I want to say, I haven't seen this movie in 11 years, like I said, and the only things I remember were that it was like just so absolutely beautiful and just visually appealing. It, the effects were absolutely amazing. stunning. Now, the other two things I remember were that Sigourney Weaver's a badass because she always is, <laughs> yeah. and Michelle Rodriguez dies because she always does. True. We'll get, we'll get to those. <laughs> um, so it's been 11 years for you. David, when yes. was the last time you saw it? Oh, God. It was probably one of the first things I watched after I got my new delicious 4K 3D <laughs> projector. So it's probably been about five months, four months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how does it hold up? How did it hold up for both of you after watching it a, a, multiple times? Um... I mean, I think the special effects are still good today. Um, I feel like the plot doesn't entirely hold up. I feel like even today it's even more cheesy than it was. I feel like it was cheesy in 2009, and it's cheesier in 2020. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. it's really interesting for me, who just saw it for the first time, to kind of make some parallels to the world today. Yes. Um, like, one thing I wrote down, I was like, why don't we have those masks for COVID? <laughs> like, come on! Those things look amazing! Why like, why can't we recreate those? At least you can see your entire fucking face. 
and the rich people doing whatever they can to get the money, regardless of the exactly regardless of the yes. people. Um, but yeah, so the cinematography is stunning. The art direction is beautiful. The CGI is like something I've never seen before. And for me, like one of the very first shots we see of Jake, the color that James Cameron uses is blue. Mm. And I was like, "This is the, we're, we're this is going to be very detail oriented from top to bottom." Um, I think that just the color palette that he uses for the various worlds, I think, is really really special because especially when we get to the night scenes. Um, yeah, I, I that as someone who has slight anxiety and needs to meditate sometimes, if I was in a world a forest of light and color, and that would suit me. Mm. Right. Very, very, very stunning colors. And they did a slow rollout. Like, they started with a very sterile, they're in space, they're in military stuff. He gets to the planet, and then he goes down to the surface during the daytime, and then it transitions to night, and then all the colors and stuff come out. Right. It was very, I mean, everything has a storyline, I'm sure. But. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, the, the history of the, the plot and how things were created, but when we first saw Pandora, like, as a planet, it kind of looked like Earth. Yes, no. it did. Was that intentional? Yes. Okay. Because I know there were several references to like, oh, the sky people come from a planet that's like dead and destroyed. Right. And so we're we're in a world of what a hundred plus years from today. Yes, one hundred fifty years later. Interesting. Um, now I don't know much about the sequels or anything. Are they sequels or are we going? Do do we think there may be a prequel at one point? I don't know. Oh, I think it's. Uh, I think the, the we're going forward in time and not back, but. You never know. Interesting. Um, one of the now he, he, here's my first low point of the movie. Okay. Hmm. They use papyrus for like the translation font. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Use they papyrus. use papyrus. I didn't know you were anti-papyrus. I'm not. I love papyrus. If I'm working on a, a high school paper where I'm using papyrus to make my paper look better. Maybe in '09 that was like the pinnacle of, like, font technology. I mean, perhaps. I mean, I didn't write... <laughs> I didn't write any... It wasn't Comic Sans. It wasn't Comic Sans, which apparently is the most um, easy-to-read font ever. I did not know that. Any so Sans font. Right. I, I won't make fun of people who can only read Comic Sans. But they used Papyrus. They threw me for a hot second. Maybe I'm alone on the weirdness of it, but they used Papyrus. Um... The first time we got to see the, the, the air traffic control room, because um, it was kind of a comedic moment, I was like, wait, are we gonna are we watching Airplane now? <laughs> Which is absolutely one of my favorite movies. Um, and then that was when I made my first official comparison to Pocahontas. I was like, oh, this is Ratcliffe. That's who, that's who our person here is. Um, and then they start using the word savages. I was like, just insert the soundtrack and it's the same movie. Yeah. Um, and then we meet uh, Miss Sigourney Weaver. She, she's a badass. I, badass. I, as everyone knows, she's Miss uh, Ellen Ripley. <laughs> she enters to, where's my cigarette? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she, and just remember, uh, Ellen Ripley, do not touch the cripple. He can do it himself. Oh, yes. Do we know how tall an avatar is? Because they are creepily tall. Yeah. I think they're like 9 or 10 feet. They're okay, like, okay. They're, they're substantially taller than humans. Now, I know that we get to see some of the um, the, the tubes or whatever they're called at Disney. That's in line for right of, uh, Flight of Passage. Right. Are they that big? They're huge. 
Really? Oh, that's... Yeah. See, I, I feel like after watching this, if they were only, like, the size of your desk here, I would be, like, so bummed out. Do you no, guys, like, go into it? You don't... No, you don't go into no, it. No, you walk by the little floating chamber while you're... I want to, like, go um, into the... Well, for, so for those who don't know about um, uh, Flight of Passage, it is basically a virtual simulator where you are riding on the back of a banshee, and... It's one of the most technically technologically advanced uh, motion simulators because you're like literally feeling the banshee breathe as you are moving with it. As um, someone who doesn't know anything about that, thank you. Yeah, um, I, I've not. I mean, it's it's hard to do a ride through a POV of the ride itself because it's, it's in 3D, 3D as well. <laughs> um, but I don't want to spoil myself, and I've heard that it's just so incredible to ride. Uh, did you get to ride it? I did not get to ride it. Okay. I waited in line for a very long time. It has a very tight closure gotcha. on the thing, and I did not fit in. So they gave me like a bunch of fast passes, and I went on the Navi River journey a couple nice. times. Yeah, um, and for those, that's just a beautiful light river ride, which I was like, wait, is there a river in Pandora? Do we even see a big river? Uh, not like outside, right? but in, indoors, <laughs> um, in the sound stage. Yeah, and it's... It, you get to see all the lights and then the shaman That's animatronic and yeah <laughs> perhaps 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 um so i'm gonna call him colonel small dick because he <laughs> is just scarface yeah scarface uh colonel small dick he is a douchebag um he doesn't like avatars but he loves giant robots i think i had that gi joe when i was little like the bad guy <laughs> G. I. Joe. That... yeah he he was i mean he is the, the typical villain did he have a really bad tan, or was that just me? Um, I don't know. Maybe he did have a bad tan. Maybe it's just the lighting. That's triggering. No, but he uh, reminds me of all the, like, the Donald Sutherland roles in every movie yeah. where he's oh, like, absolutely. we're doing it anyways! I mean, it made, absolutely. The, it made the movie sort of easy to watch, but it was also kind of boring that they had like someone who was just pure evil and wicked. Right, well, like, <laughs> I mean, again, like compare it to um, Pocahontas, there is almost like a one-to-one... Um, translation from character to character. So, with that in your mind, you're like, wait, is this the most advanced plot we're watching here? <laughs> I need to um, rewatch Pocahontas. <laughs> I've never seen Pocahontas. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I know the historical story, and I definitely saw Well, that is not movie. what Pocahontas well, right, movie is. Right, that's what confuses me, because it's like, it's not the same thing. So. No, not even close. <laughs> Um, so I wrote down what would this movie be like on acid because once we really got uh. to see the world with the CGI I was like if I was on acid this would be the most beautiful stunning movie ever ever it would be kind of yeah. scary though only parts would be stunning what would be scary I, the, I personally the have never parts, all the being chased true, by yeah. shit parts like well it's very uh, 60, 70 so oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> never, I've never done acid before in my life so I don't know what that experience is like the colors, man. The colors. <laughs> I would have to ask one of my dear friends about his experience with acid, but we won't go there. Maybe um, next time. Maybe, maybe we next do time. acid. Maybe. <laughs> We're all going to do acid and watch a movie. The there we go. Um, so the creatures on Pandora are kind of extra. They are a lot. Do you have a favorite creature? Ooh. The rhino thing. Right? The rhino, like, triceratops thing. Yeah. They were mean. But they look cool. It was like a hammerhead. Yeah. David, do you have yeah. a favorite creature? I like the damn little the seeds of the tree. Mm-hmm. Just Those are really just cute. On That's the wind, deep. just blowing around. Like yeah. the jellyfish seeds. Yes. 
Now, I, I'm not sure if I missed this in the storyline. The Na'vi, are they able to tell the difference between an Avatar and a Na'vi? Yes. Okay. They can smell them. They can smell them, okay. I was sure like, if they were just making fun of him at first and calling him, like, smelly. But then it becomes clear, like, when Sigourney Weaver's with them, like, they can tell a difference. Right. And, and, and there was some schooling that that's how they officially learned English? Yeah, originally Sigourney yes. Weaver had set up schools and stuff and they were teaching them English and everything, but all that, like, as the military kept coming in and whatnot, their relations got bad and they shut down the school. Gotcha. They defunded education. They defunded education. <laughs> wow, this is so 2020. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, Mama Navi is a fierce bitch. She's, she's, she's a cool cat. I like her. Yeah. I always love a good CCH bounder. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I would like to sleep in one of those hammocks. So I don't know why that's not a Disney um, expansion yet. Okay, with the little cover so you can't flip out. <laughs> right? Um, I'd fall. There, there, was, there were a couple things while I was watching this movie. It's like, okay, I'm going to take note here. I'm going to take note here. I'm going to take note here. That's what Disney is planning for when they do the first expansion. Um, so part of the plot line is you botanium is like gold to them. Like, this is the thing that they're digging for. They want it. Um, what does it do, and why is it so important to the, the our quote-unquote aliens? I, you know, I bet if I read the book or something, I'd know more about the unobtainium, but all I know is from the movie is that it's, it's super valuable. Right. And uh, their tree happens to be on top of the whole, the mother load of it all, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it was mentioned that, like, Earth used up all its resources. Sure. So they needed to find this unobtainium to somehow create energy, I guess? Okay, okay. Well, speaking of weird things that create other things, um, if you put your hair in an alien horse hair, then you become one with the alien horse. Yes. Um, so it's like a battery. I don't know if this is true, but I think in the original script... Jake and Iftiri, is that her name? Mm -hmm. They put their ponytails together, and there was like a weird like alien sex scene, but it got um, cut oh. because. Was well, I was going to ask. That was going to be one of my questions. Looked we, like a damn topsy tail. <laughs> I was going to ask. Instead how, of just like making out in the tree, they like connected oh. ponytails. Is that how Avatar and Navi make love? Do we know how that happens? Because I think so. I think it's like a it symbolizes like an exposed neural connection. Okay. Like it, you, it's like when you plug your U, uh, something into a USB port, you're like making that connection. Yeah. Okay. You could tell it was PG thirteen because there was a lot of like quick cutaways from right. things that could be disturbing. Like yeah. someone gets shot, and we immediately like, right. see a tree on the side. Now that, that, that that's a good point. <laughs> a did, 3D did, tree. Yes, it was a pretty tree. Now <laughs> we we as adults sometimes like to prefer a rated R movie. Did that take away from your experience? Did you wish it was more violent, more sexual, or did did this suffice for you? I wish it was a little more. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Disney's not going to do that for anyone, but... No, even in a post-Deadpool world. You know the board uh, CGI animators were like, can we please have a crack at like the X-rated scene? Right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like did it on their own time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so again, as someone who is a Disney buff... I watched the movie with an eye of what could Disney do. Obviously, when they were going to put this in Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom already had a big giant tree as their centerpiece. So 
Pandora at Animal Kingdom was not going to be um, featuring this beautiful tree as they are going to f- settle on the floating mountains, which amazing. <clears throat> what is really fun is watching this movie in 3D and the surround sound because when you hear people in the back with the trees, you hear it in the back of your ear. And if that doesn't spook you a little bit, you're not watching a movie properly. Um, but yeah, it just it watching it at your place, David. It just felt like it was a Disney attraction. Thank you. Like I'll it, take that. It like it. It was almost like it's have to be a bug where like yeah, your seats are shaking. Like maybe there's something going on in the back of your seat. Oh yeah, and we have the, uh, in my seats we have these things called butt kickers. So like when the bass rumbles, it literally rumbles right under your seat, so you feel. All the base. Oh, that's what that was. That's mm-hmm. what that was. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, one, again, once we saw them jump on those banshees, I was like, this is the Disney attraction. Like, this is clearly the thing that they are going to recreate. Because if you watch any Disney movie, you can tell what they are testing out to be the attraction at the park. Yes. I still don't understand why they don't have, like, some sort of roller coaster type thing from Monsters, Inc., where you're riding a door. Or Indiana Jones, the mine car. I right. always thought that would have been a fantastic ride. I mean, they have like, some one of those in um, Japan, I think. Oh yeah, where yeah, you're probably. in the um, the a mine car. It's a really cheap ass. Oh, coaster. I saw. Yeah, I think I saw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, bless oh. you. Um, so one of the tests that they make Jake Sully do in order to become um, part of the Navi is to basically jump on those like rope thingies and climb. Um, and I was getting flashbacks to Jim, and I was not happy. <laughs> you mean when he was climbing up to like meet the flying yeah. thing? Yeah. That's the one time the 3D does not help. I'm a, I'm so afraid of heights. Yeah. And any of that stuff when he's like running along a tree branch and he's like, let's just jump down and I'll just land on a banana leaf or something. Right. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I, I was on edge. My blood pressure spiked. It made yeah. me feel like I was playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and and when, when they have to decide on which um, dragon alien thing they want. It's almost like Pokemon. You have to find the right one for you. That made me feel like I was playing Skyward Sword. Oh, okay. Different Zelda game. I play no video games, so Brian is our (laughs) video game expert on this panel right now. Um, There was a moment as we saw all the banshees and everything, I was like, where's Daenerys? Like, this is her... This is her jammed. Um, Yeah, that was fun, but I want to just say this. The predator bird, the bird that was, like, kind of scary kind of reminded me of like an, what the evil version of Kevin from Up would be. Oh. oh Almost okay. the same colors and everything. I was like, oh my god, it's Kevin. Um, now, when you want to cast a movie like this, um, James Cameron likes to sometimes give us some heartthrobs. And I will say that um, when <laughs> Sam Worthington shaved his face, um, clean face Jake is trade. Um, very, very beautiful man. As much as I love Jake Gyllenhaal, I just recently watched Zodiac, and I was like, that is, I think, my prime peak Jake Gyllenhaal. I would take this man for this movie. He was very, very sexy. Yeah. Um, so, one thing we see about this, um, the, the Tree of Souls, is that it, it's they're all connected to it. Um, they, in 2020, were clearly not practicing social distancing as they're having this meditation party. Uh, holding hands and circling around it. Navi can't get COVID. No, Navi can't get COVID, but I would like to ask, can we try that and see if we can like push away COVID by having a meditation <laughs> breathing ceremony? Yeah. 
They're like forming a giant mandala and like right. walking back and forth. At this point in time, what have we, what do we got to lose? Yeah. Um, once they started talking about bulldozers, that's when another movie came to mind. Um, I'm assuming you both have seen uh, the classic film Ferngully. No. You've never seen Ferngully. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been but, a while, but I saw it at some point. But in, in Ferngully, it's another like fantastical world where these little fairy creatures are living in their forest and they're getting threatened by literally bulldozers trying to destroy the rainforest. Yeah. So it was having similarities. Um, but yeah, we, we already talked about the blue people sex. Um, and um, yeah, Colonel Smalldick, he decided to hit a cripple. He did? He hit a cripple, and that would not fly in 2020. Well, I mean, you gotta make a villain somehow. It's true. Um, I thought a very funny moment was when um, Jake is, like, trying to plead to them and be like, you have to listen, blah, 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 and he holds up, like, very showcasey a Navi book. One, have they sold that, and two, where can I get it? Well, it's probably just a prop, but that, yeah, I would love should it. write that. Um, and then I, as we were watching the movie, um, the mean guy, um, I realized one of his most iconic roles was being Phoebe's brother on uh, Friends. Giovanni Robsey, or whatever oh, his name wow. is. Oh, wow. Yep, that's Phoebe's brother. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, the writing of this, this film was not the best. Um, not the best. Had really some what I would call bad romance quotes. That part of the budget went to visuals. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole budget went they to trimmed, visuals. Yeah, they trimmed all the departments. It's when they're not talking that you get the action, like, okay, this is a fun film. And then when they start talking, you're like, who wrote this? Did they go to, like, theater school or film school? This is bad. They texted him for a rewrite, but his phone <laughs> was nailed to the wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, so yeah, so we get into our big, big, start getting into our action moments. Um, they start calling them savages, and again, I'm like, Pocahontas? We watch the Pocahontas again? Um, so what, how, how do they get the, the, the Navi to leave? Well, they pull the bull, Bill Barr method and start gassing people out of there. Oh, God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Michelle Rodriguez didn't sign up for this shit. Um, <laughs> so... She, she never does. Making another 2020 reference... They're starting a forest fire like it's a gender reveal party. Uh. Too soon? Too soon? Um, yeah, so that's why it's really interesting to watch this movie from a 2020 lens. Because there are just... 2020 sucked. We've had some really bad moments, but there, I feel like you can make parallels to this movie. Yeah. Very interesting. Ugh. Um, when it first came out, I thought it was like all about the Iraq War. Because yeah. about, like, you have to get the resources. But then I realized he started writing it in 1999. Sure. Before any of that happened. Well, there were some other wars when yes, he probably had is, that I guess, I guess the world has always sucked. It's always sucked. Um, so up until, like, we get into this this point, we really haven't lost any major characters. Um, I was like, this is interesting. Like, we're, this, we're, are we going to have all these characters ready for the next movie? Um, but no, no. First off, we lose uh, Daddy. He didn't make it. Um... And then he says, protect those people, Pocahontas, but not those exact words. Um, And then we have Phoebe's brother pulling the plug, and that's no bueno for um, Ellen Ripley. It's not great. So we then cut to our heroes being in a little prison cell for literally, what, two seconds? 
Yes. Well, it's was a very long movie as it is. I we, we don't I have was, time for a prison scene. I, right, but just character arc, you're like, did they learn anything in the five seconds they were in there? I don't think so. Was that a cutting room floor scene, or did they just be like, mm, we don't need this? Um, me as a playwright, I'm like, I, I see where you're, you <laughs> cut shit. Um, yeah. And then we get a deus ex machina from Michelle Rodriguez. That's true. That's true. Flipping sides. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, Ripley got shot. That's going to ruin her whole day. Not She was not thrilled to get shot. I don't think anyone get, gets thrilled to be shot. Um, but my first question, um, is Disney's first expansion for uh, Pandora going to be the Tree of Souls? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, because here's the thing is, is like... The Tree of Souls is magical at night, but I don't know if they what it would look like during the day. And sure. Most of point. their operations during the day. So. Well, I, I wonder if there's some sort of like tunnel-y thing that you can put into like some sort of soundstage inside oh, and make yeah, it a, yeah. a walk through that way. Um, get an autograph with an avatar. Um, meet and greet. But yeah, once again, I would like to have an <laughs> avatar breathing meditation party to stop COVID because at this point I'll try anything. That might spread um, COVID. If it's if it's the um, Amy Coney Barrett um, reveal, then it definitely will. Um, now this is again coming from a 2020 lens. We 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 know that there there's some alien sex going on. We know that that's this is the future. But what, are there only two genders in Navi? Yes. Why? Because there isn't that much exposition, it's more just okay, okay. enjoy the pretty visuals. That's do, the do you of this think movie. in one of the sequels we can have a transgender Navi? <laughs> I would love that, but probably not. Progress, <laughs> people! Progress! <laughs> I would love for them to just be a genderless society and like you just mate with whoever you end exactly. up Exactly. I would love to see some gay Navi. That would be that would be cool. Would their ponytails twirl together? I don't know. Oh, oh. I think they would. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're, we're all there protecting uh, the Tree of Souls, which basically is kind of like the equivalent of Grandmother <clears throat> Willow in Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one doesn't talk, but he tries to talk to her as he ties his braid to the leaf? Is that what we call it? I don't know what it is. What the light thing. It's like a vine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this great war, we lose some major players. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is a goner. Yeah. Um, who else dies? We I lose um, Cocoam. Cocoam's gone. Uh, the boyfriend, he, who really didn't have that much to do with this movie. Um, is there anyone you missed? Who, who, what, which death was the saddest for you? Uh, I was kind of shocked that they killed off uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah. But is she fully dead? Yes. I mean, she might be a part of A while I'd be able to be siphoned out later. <laughs> exactly. It's possible. I was kind of surprised that they didn't um, make a bigger deal out of was it Zute dying. Mm-hmm. Because there was a whole plot line where like, he was betrothed to Natiri. And like that's like a big deal in these types of societies. Right. But Which, again, just like, oh. going back to Pocahontas, you have <laughs> Pocahontas and Coco, I'm betrothed, and she wants John Smith, the white man. Um, yeah, it was... It, I was like, it took this long for us to lose some major players, but they were not fooling around. They're like, one, two, three, you're gone. Um, sequel number two, you get some new people in it. Um, but it's really interesting that this world is all, that comes together because early in the movie you see the Navi 
fighting all these creatures, and it's the creatures who save the day. Um, really, really cool to see how this this spirit comes together. Um, and then, like, yeah, watching the, the beginning, there's a lot of uh, exposition in the fact that we're watching Jake learn how to survive and live in this um, Navi world. But all that training is important for this big fight as he, you know, falls from leaf to leaf to leaf. Well, now he knows how to do that and do all that shit. Um, the fight scene between um, Jake and Colonel Smalldick was a nice fight scene. Yeah, pretty good. Um, again, CGI, <clears throat> the mix between the CGI and the live action was really, really well done. With the same robots from the Matrix movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But I, I really like the robots. I feel like, like even that was sort of imaginative, even if it was a little bit cheesy. Like you saw them just like sitting there, kind of moving their hands. But the it's robots it's, it's really interesting their movement. Now watching it in two thousand nine, and then watching it in twenty twenty, does that feel like with with um, with all the technology that we have now? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, probably. That's what kind of makes it so cool. I don't know if I would have had that same mindset in 2009. Like, oh, we'd have robots that you can mechanically move around with. They, I just saw a thing on Facebook the other day. They actually built one. There you go. I'll show you that happened. actually like, happened. 11 years later, and we're, we, we got it. Um, so Colonel Small get, Dick gets arrowed. He dies. Movie's better. She, she, finds, she helps him. And then we get some more interspecies romance. Kind of weird. Um, because it's a human and a Navi, and I was like, I was not prepared for that. And then we get to the end of the movie, um, and he's, I guess, dying, so they make him full Navi. Yeah. And I guess that's how we start movie number two. Oh my god, there's the robot. That's it. That's literally the robot from this movie. In South Korea. Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. Overall, I think it's a, it was a really fun movie. Um, what what other what were your, some of your favorite parts aside from the CGI in general? Mm. <clears throat> when he finds his banshee up mm-hmm. on top of the mountain, yeah. Though I was paralyzed with fear for my life because it was so high up. Yeah, I mean, t- t- it's absolutely terrifying how this world works. Because um, again, like this is a fearless human who has no legs anymore, given the opportunity to walk again. And I love when they insert casual moments of levity, like, he's up there, he's like, how will I know if he chooses me? He'll try to kill you. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah. and see, that's where I think the script was good. Otherwise, it was just corny writing, but in an action-adventure movie, I tell me the last action-adventure movie that had a great dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about you? Any favorite moments, parts? Um, I liked in the earlier part when he was wandering through the woods at night. I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. And then we saw, like, he, like, lit the torch and started getting attacked by the, like, jackal dog cat things. Yeah. Um, kind of like hyena puppy yeah. dogs. Yeah. I mean, again, exposition is, is, is hard to do in a, what was it, two and a half hour movie already? Um, but it, there were moments where I was like, oh my god, this is just so easy. The, the, the writer's like, eh, we, that's a plot hole we don't need to fill in. You'll, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really appreciate about this movie is that it is a story about aliens who try to take advantage of a peaceful population on a foreign planet. And it's a spin because the humans are the aliens in this case. Right. 
Um, very Twilight Zone. It's very Twilight Zone. I mean, and th- there is still that possibility, Space Force or not, that we are going to be sending people to Mars, and who knows what we'll actually find when we get there. I mean, I'm th- that's scary. Would you send yourself into Mars if you had the opportunity? Oof. Well, if, if depending on what happens in early November, yeah. I might be the first one in line to get off this damn planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what about you, Brian? I'm too claustrophobic. No, not, not flying I'm anywhere. Stay here. That's fair. You um, can take all your Zelda games with you. <laughs> Perfect. <Okay. laughs> you can play all of Zelda and beat it by the time you get to Mars. Love it. How many Zelda games are there? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> 12? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I just like that this, there, it was a simple twist. And again, we make the comparisons to mm-hmm. other movies. It's a very simple plot line, but there were, there's just, for me, it was better because it was a twist on the story we already know. And you can always tell with the movie because, like, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, everything services the twist at the end. Yeah. In this movie, you can tell the plot and everything else is to service this lush vision they had for like absolutely an amazing 3D decadent film. So are there <laughs> holes in the plot? Is the plot kind of basic? Yeah, they fleshed it out as best they could, but the focus, the thing that they were trying to push was the, the visuals. and the Absolutely. And most of the characters are pretty flat. Yeah. Like, we don't know why she took Jake back when he returned. Like, we yeah. saw um, he and Nefiri were together when her father was dying and then the next time she sees him there's been no exposition there's been no development but suddenly she's hugging him and happy to see him and there's a delicious 3d palm frond in front of him yes like it's we don't know why trudy flipped sides we just know that she was like fuck this i didn't sign up for this and then but like who is trudy i don't know anything about her yeah i mean character arcs not there but yeah who really cares when you're out of lucia Right, right. So one thing we like to do in the podcast when we do a Make Mike Watch is we like to drag cast Avatar. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go like kind of character by character, and if we were going to do the drag version of this movie, who would we cast? And <laughs> we can we can stick with just local queens. We can go to Rue Girls as well, um, or or Dragula people, whatever. I don't um, know enough drag queens. You'll 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 be. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna offend someone because you're gonna be like, oh blah blah blah, and I'm like. Who the fuck is that? That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, let's start off simple. We'll go with Jake Sully. Who 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 would we cast as Jake Sully? Oh. So we need a drag king for that, or yeah, it could be it could be a queen uh-huh. out of drag too. Do you have any ideas? Huh? No. Hmm. Who who's a badass? I don't know. Part of me is like, what if it was Boudoir Lafleur? I picture her for oh. Natira because okay, okay. I just picture her jumping and just flailing and flip-flopping down all the palm fronds okay, as she makes her way to the ground. I hope she's not offended by this, but I picture her as Captain Smalldick just because she's really into like the pyrotechnics and like explodey shit. True, that's and true. like that was kind of his whole character because they're all kind of flat characters. Well, may- maybe Kimmy Moore is Jake and Natira. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I like that. that. I like sense. that. Um, yeah, so then if we're, if we're going to go do that combo, who is going to be Colonel Miles Quartrich? Um, What's his name? I think so, something like that. I don't know. Colonel Smalldick. Scarface. Scarface. Ooh. Who? Quartic. I don't know. Quartic? Q-U-A-R-T-I-C-H. I only know this from the beautiful thing known as Wikipedia. Oh. 
<laughs> Who would that be? I don't know. We can go back to that one. How about Dr. Grace Augustine? Who's going to be Sigourney Weaver? Um, Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> Where's my cigarette? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trudy? Who do we want as Trudy? Oh. Misty Mountains. <laughs> Misty Mountains. Okay, I like that. I like that. I dig it. Um, Moat, Mama. Oh. You kind of say like Stella Dora. Stella Dora. <laughs> okay, I was, I was gonna say Brenda Darling, but Stella Dora is funny. I like that. I like that one. Um, and how about Father, who, who's I too can. I don't know who would that be. Latrice Royale. Latrice Royale. Oh my God. Um, is it, who, who else do we have left? Oh no. Uh, what's that? Uh, vivacious. Vivacious. There we go. Oh, there we go. Good. And Sute. Who who's playing uh, Warrior Prince? Jan. Jan. <laughs> Jan. Petty Cash. Petty Cash. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. All right, that works. I think we got we got the the, the drag version coming to um, Icon in twenty twenty four. I've already started working on the lights because I know they're critical. Yes, they're so important. Yes. We have gallons of black light paint. Uh, but do you have like vines to hang from the ceiling? You know, you know. There we go. Yeah. Fishing line, tons of fishing line. Perfect. So I have um, the the audience ask questions if they have any questions for us for the panel, um, and we kind of discussed the first one, but we'll discuss it again. And um, the second question is kind of interesting. First question from Mikey. This is compared to a cross between Pocahontas and Fern Gully. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Probably. I didn't know what Fern Gully was until today, so yes. Fanny Coda! Robin Williams is in it. He plays a, he's a bat. It's really oh. cute. Um, his second question is, do you feel this actually needed a sequel? No. Not really. I agree. Do I want to see more of the visuals? Yes. Give me, like, a beautiful landscape movie. For... I mean, I'll take a screensaver. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't want to watch a whole nother two-hour, 40-minute movie. Yeah. I, I. That's the thing. It's like, what is the plot going to be? Or is this going to be, like, a ripoff of, what, Mulan next? What, 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 what are we doing? Um, <laughs> we can do Frozen. It's been that long. Right? We can yeah. do Frozen. Um, yeah, I just don't know what the purpose of a sequel would be. What new story are we telling? Honestly, it's probably uh, just a, a functional thing to expand the franchise and, you know, might be s their motives are for the theme park and stuff like sure. that. Do you, you want me to read the premise? for? Sure, go for it. I'd love to hear it. Thirteen years after the events of the original film. So it's about the baby. Jake Sully and Neytiri have formed a family. They formed a family. They didn't have a baby. And are doing anything to stay together. They are, however, forced to leave their home and explore the different regions of Pandora when an old threat returns to finish what it started. Okay, so that old threat, what is that old threat going to be? Because it's not the human. Well, it could be. I guess it's got to be the humans. And Kate Winslet is in it now. Oh, That's, Lord. What is she playing? Anyone else in the cast? As Ronal, a free driver of Metkayina. Winslet? Okay, I don't feel like <laughs> okay, well, everyone go do your research. It's, it it's, like, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of information. Is there any other famous people in it? Well, I don't know who that is. No, I don't know. No. Edie Falco. 
Edie Falco. Oh, Edie Falco okay. plays a general for the humans. Oh, she might be Captain Smaldick version 2.0. Yeah, I'll take it. It says on the Wikipedia page that Vin Diesel may be on the cast, too. Oh, interesting. And Sigourney Weaver may have returned to set. Oh. What what is this going to be another movie or another franchise where like famous people are going to be playing the Navi and you're going to have to find out after filming yeah. that they're in it? They were a stormtrooper. I mean, it's a cash cow. It is. So I have my previous panel from a Make Mike Watch movie ask my current panel a um, a, a question. Um, sometimes it pertains to their movie or just a general question. Um, and so this is from the fourth Harry Potter movie. So this that this is where their mindset was when they asked this question. They would like to know what your wizarding, wizarding kink is. My what? Your wizarding kink. What's a wizarding kink? I have no idea. Pass. <laughs> I still. I'm only. I've only seen four Harry Potter movies. I'm still behind. I don't know what I'm missing. No. I I'd hide the Elder Wand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's got balls on it for a reason. He doesn't know what that is yet. No. What, what movie is that in? Who knows if I'm ever gonna Later watch one. it. Now that like J.K. Rowling is like canceled, do I even have to watch the rest of them? Right. <laughs> so well, it's kind of worth watching. I know. I for the podcast. I, for the podcast. Well, now is your turn to ask my next panel a question. I don't know if it's going to be a Harry Potter movie or another movie, but you get to ask a question, whether it is Avatar related or just a movie general question. Oh. Do you have any ideas? Who would you like to see as a blue avatar? Okay, yeah. I like that. All right, I like that. Wow, nice. So, at the end of the podcast, which is now, I like to give my <laughs> ranking of what I would rate the movie. Um, so I'm going to do my little film critic moment. Um, I am going to fully say that the experience of watching it at your place, David, informed my full experience. If I had not watched it with the glasses and the, the, the chair and, and the surround sound, I would say, okay, it's fine. I don't think I need to watch it again. But if I had an opportunity to watch this movie like this again, I would take it in a heartbeat. The plot is weak. The characters are fine. The acting is meh. But it's the visuals, and I've literally never seen a movie like this before, and that excites me. So for that reason alone, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Awesome. Wow. I know. Yeah, you got to see it That's... more like they intended it to be seen, I think. I think well. so. Like, there, there have definitely been movies that I've not seen before, um, and then try to watch on, like, Netflix. I'm like, this isn't doing it for me. And then people are like, no, you need to see it in theaters. Well, I missed that, and I, I, I didn't get that chance. And let's be honest with ourselves. It may be a while before we see a movie yeah. like that. In what are theaters? What, what is a theater? Ah. <laughs> David, you got the best theater in Astoria. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'm going to go with 9 out of 10. What would your rankings be? I don't think it would be that high. Okay. I feel like I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, that's um, fair. I, I think my problem with it is like, all right, so what I just find so fascinating about Avatar is, as we've talked about at the beginning of the podcast, it was the highest grossing movie without adjusting for inflation for basically the entire 20-teens, yep. and then Endgame came out. But if you adjusted for inflation, it made more money than Endgame. But yet, it left, like, very little impact on film and pop culture. Right. I mean, I, that's a controversial opinion. You can disagree with me. No, because that's the thing. It's like, I, aside from... It was pretty. <laughs> aside from Disney doing what they did, I don't think I don't 
maybe it's appeared maybe in like a Family Guy episode or something. I don't think it has much of an impact. And just to give like some extra context to that, like films that came out since then and did not make as much money without adjusting for inflation are like The Force Awakens, Infinity War, Jurassic World, Lion King, The Avengers, Furious 7, Frozen 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Harry Potter, and Deathly Hallows, Part 2. Right. So it's... It's just wild that this was such a phenomenon in 2009, 2010. And, like, most people, like me, I think, just remember, yeah, it was really pretty and it was cool and it was fun. But, like, in terms of details of the plot or, like, influence, I feel like it's kind of not that memorable. No, they went very safe by being able to use a very well-known trope as their central plot line. Um, that if you, you forgive. What would you give your rating? Yeah, and mine's heavily influenced by the fact that I'm one of those people that's totally nerds out and just loves all the CGI and what they're able to do with the medium now. So I would definitely give it an eight or a nine, just based on that. If if it was just if it was just like a story, if it was just like a book that I would read, it's probably not as exciting. But yeah. fleshed out with all the details and surround sound and everything it's a it's a, an experience yeah. i agree absolutely it, it, it is an experience if you have an opportunity to watch it this way do it if you don't have that opportunity that's up to you i would watch something else probably <laughs> if you don't just ask david yeah just, right just hit up david well where can we find you both on social media um i'm on facebook at david lamprey boer I'm on Instagram at dboer. And at Icon. I don't tweet. You're at Icon whenever <laughs> yes, you need to Icon be. Yes, at Icon whenever I need to be. Go check him out. Help him out. We need it. I am only on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook. And I'm Lamby. Ooh, controversial. Yeah, I know. And I'm Lamby Official. L-A-M-B-Y Official. Do you have a Twitch? You don't have a Twitch page where you, where you play video games? I don't have a Twitch page. Is that, are you going to do that soon? You should. I could. I mean, like, I'm not very good at them. I play them a lot. You could, I could do something like watch Lamby play badly. There you go. That, <laughs> that It would make people who play worse think they're be good at the, the game. Which makes me think of Ready Player One. Have y'all seen Ready Player One? That might be our next movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I've not I seen not. it. Well, I was a dick in it. <laughs> we love dick. Well, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for opening up your home to watch this incredible experience. And yeah, I'm excited for what comes next. And it's fun to do a Make Mike Watch. It's been over, it's been over a year since I've been able to do one, but here we are doing it again. The biggest thanks to David and Lambie for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.